We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, it's the True Faith Podcast. It's me, Cy Campbell. I've got Mickey Carlin on the line. Um, and it's just the two of us tonight. Doggers playing footy with, with the rest of the lads. So it's just the two of um, and we're going to talk about deadline day. We were going to do a podcast on the night, but I think we're all so demoralised and gutted, we just thought it would come across terribly. And with I don't know why I thought four days later I'd feel any better, especially during International Week where nothing else has happened. Mickey, have you have you had time to come to terms with what's what's happened, or are you still as I wouldn't even say furious because I think there's that kind of feeling now when when deadline day comes around for Newcastle, you know what to expect. So. None of us were even that surprised. I don't know about you, but I wasn't even that surprised. As ridiculous as it sounds, even with Rafa, it just before deadline day came up, we already knew what was going to happen. Um, have you? Yeah, have you had it's, any? It's not anger, is it? It's well, it is. It is anger, but it's it, it's not really. As you say, it's it's kind of expected. So it was more just. I was more just like despondent on uh, what night was it? Friday, it was Friday, wasn't it? Or Thursday, Thursday. Or Friday night last last week. Last Thursday. Um. Because I had arranged with Dodds to, I was going to give him a ring at about ten thirty and and put something together for half an hour and then try and release it just after eleven o'clock, and I was just getting myself more and more wound up over the course of the night, so I didn't bother ringing him. I knew I would be, I would have just been so like miserable and and foaming, um, at that point that it would have been a terrible, terrible podcast, and obviously everyone else would have been feeling the same, um, listening to it, it would have just. Uh, would have been horrible so I'm, I'm glad we didn't do it I did send to our um, our podcast WhatsApp group quite a long-winded rant <laughs> which I'll, I'll, I'll go through tonight and explain um, explain how my, my feelings have changed a bit and um, I guess mellows um, a little bit which in its own in its own right is quite sad that like I've I've almost just accepted the shite window again yeah. Um, it's a, it's what can a, you do? I mean, what what can we what can we do? We've spoke about this this week. What what our what our kind of options are as a as a as a group of mates and as a fan base and what there's now is it like realistically we've we've just got a lump it. This is this is our loss. Sporting Castle. We're not going to sign any players. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, what what was what was funny because deadline day. In, in seasons gone by, especially with Mc, I mean, McLaren did quite a lot of business and we knew he'd spent quite a bit of money. And even though we knew it wasn't enough, you kind of felt like, well, at least we've had some signings this summer. The year before and all the Pardew years, you got to deadline day and you knew it was just going to be some nonsense stories about players that probably weren't even been spoken to by Newcastle. This time round, yeah. 
this time around, because it's Rafa and because he knew he'd been working tirelessly, if there was a a name mentioned, you believed it, you got back into the spirit of, of deadline day, as much as I hate to say that. Deadline days are fast, but... And with Had as well, although he hasn't done, he hasn't not done it, really, but Had actually, like, on the fucking national tally, saying the, the club's going to spend every penny that it makes, and I think that probably is just about what's happened, but yeah. it just didn't feel like it was going to be so bleak when yeah. that when that was said, like, it it, it kind of gave the impression that we were going to sign some players over the course of summer, and, and really we haven't. Um, yeah, it got to the point the, where I would have even I would have even accepted Southampton's backup left back just as something, just as anything. But yeah, um, that's a good place to start on the, on, on on what I said to you, to you lads in WhatsApp. Um, go on then, take us through your emotional um, response. I mean, we'd all given up, but you were you were sitting there watching it until half ten. Sat and watched it, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like, I was I, can't, I was faffing about it on my phone or something or other as well. I wasn't, like, sort of waiting with bated breath on a, on a transfer that I knew wasn't going to happen, but it was just, like, it was just taking over in the background along with my anger clock or despondency clock or whatever you <laughs> whatever you call that feeling. I know, I know everyone everyone else will feel the same as me. Mickey's um, anger clock. Anger clock, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just quickly before I, before I start with left-back... Um, the first, my first message was we don't have a Premier League quality keeper, which is true. There's no two ways about it. Rob Elias, as, as much as I, I like him as a person, and I was buzzing when I heard it when I saw his um, his post about how much he loves living at the coast. I don't know if anyone else has seen that, um, but he, he wrote like a I don't know whether it was a an Instagram post or a, a long tweet or something um, about how he's moved to the coast with his family and he just loves it. And he's going to stay in Newcastle for the rest of his life and raise his kids here. <laughs> um, so I was quite pleasant to see, to see that. Like it's, it's nice, isn't it? I, I like um, it's it's nice to feel proud of your area. Oh, someone not from here would want to settle, but he's not a Premier League keeper. I don't know uh, if many. I don't know if many people see the see the irony of, of, of Rob Elliott putting down roots in Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rob Root. That's Carry on for the for the Dogger fans, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, and then I just said next line is no Premier League quality left back. Like again, again, mm-hmm. of all the positions, I like as much as I think David had a good season last year, we still haven't signed a left back. Which, I, 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 if you go back and listen to other other podcasts we've done around transfer windows, I know I've said this every time for years. How have we not signed a left back? Like we've got to be the only club in professional football that would be operating without an actual fucking left back. Someone that would think could play like someone that plays left back that is good enough to play left back for the team in in professional games. We don't have one. It's a it's a funny one because I, I reckon you're right. Obviously, we don't have a left back, but it clearly wasn't a priority at the start of the transfer window, or maybe it was. And Rafa's been absolutely duped. But I reckon Paul Dummett doesn't get injured much, and I reckon he's probably thought, you know what, we'll probably get a full season out of him. So my priority are in other positions. So it's not until not until the Dummett injury. That a left back has suddenly become a, a priority transfer, so maybe he's left it a little well, bit late on that one. Yeah, I, I mean, it, like, uh, yeah, I, I agree, and I, 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 that's kind of where, where my mind's gone in the in the days following the transfer window. Is that we, we do at we like we have players that could play there. So if, if we we're going to be pursuing transfers on the last day, I'm kind of glad it wasn't a left back. But at the time, on on Thursday, I was just thinking it's absolutely insane that we haven't signed a left back again. Yeah. And, 
And I do honestly think that any other team in the league, if they, if they had the same options at left back as it was, would have signed someone. Because it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's, I mean, so that's left back. I reckon Doggo would argue that Manquillo and Gomez can bl- both play left back. We don't ha- we haven't got I mean, a. We haven't got I'd, a fin- I'd take the Manquillo shout, but can't, we can't be thinking about Gomez playing in the in the first team. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like he, he didn't play at all last year in the championship, yeah. so he cannot be very good. No, um, so that that was a weird thing. I mean, like, I, I, you you can go on a, a few more of your points made because you did. You, you went on a, a wild rant about all the problems we've got that we haven't addressed on deadline day. I prefer to think of it as not deadline day. Obviously, it's it's a it's a three to four month transfer window. If you include like Rafa's preparations that went back as early as well January, but he would have been you know lining up targets for as soon as the window opened. So yeah. it's not it's not really about deadline day, is it? It's about the transfer window itself. And yes. We've got we've got some good ones in. We've got Lejeune. We've got Marino. Both look excellent. Yosselu, as as much as we weren't really enthused by signing a player who couldn't get in Stoke's team, he looks decent. He, he's he's, he's going to add something to the team. Um, what what's weird? What none of us can get our heads around, and even Dog reviewers on would admit, is how the last week of the of the transfer window went, where we finally did get shot of quite a few players. We've got rid of Riviere. We've got rid of De Jong. We've managed to get. Krull out on loan, which you could argue that loaning were best keeping to one of our rivals isn't the smartest move. But if he's on the money, we think he's on. And if Rafa really hasn't doesn't want him in the team, then then so be it. Um, who else is yeah. there? I finally got finally moved Handy on. You know that's that's part of the problem we've, we've kind of accepted all summer is that the squad's too big and the wage bill's too big. We did that. So come deadline day, we're done the hard bit of getting shot at some of these deadwood players, and that's what made it so disappointing that. I mean, it was by about one o'clock in the afternoon for me that I realised, you know what, it's just the same old story. We're, we're going to get loads of staffed Sky reports, including the Gale one, which there's no way we're going to sell Gale on deadline day unless we've already bought a player. So yeah. it was just the whole thing became a farce in terms of deadline day. So we're left here thinking, so what, how do you make sense of that? How do you make sense of the fact that Rafa's done the hard pit? He's taken, let's, what is, it's probably the best part of 200 grand, probably a bit more, off the wage bill. Assuming that Brighton are paying a fair chunk of Krull's wages, will not be paying all of it. I'm I'm sure, but what 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 the how does that even make any sense? That we've done we've we've chopped the wage bill and then he still hasn't been backed with the money because, by all accounts, we've only spent about 26 million in, on transfers. Is that right? If that, like that, yeah. We've also sold a few players. We've got some money for Tovan at the start of the summer, so we've not. There's no way we've spent every penny, as is, as was Mike Ashley's phrase. So can you can you understand it? Can you, can you make any sense of why why the clubs done this? We've still got to go to Mike Ashley. He's got that Barnes bloke there. What what's going on, man? <laughs> Mickey. My my two things. Um, the the only two things that I can think of that would cause Mike Ashley and and the club to have to have operated in the way they have this summer is either that he's just he just enjoys pissing him off, <laughs> or um, that he's that he's ready in the club for a sale and doesn't want to spend doesn't want to spend any money. Um, because if he if uh, like, there is logic behind that that argument, if he'd spent twenty million quid at right at the end of that window, it wouldn't have put the price of the club up twenty million pounds. That's just not how how it works. Um, so uh, those are the only two things I, I really. Desperately hope it's the latter, um, and there were, uh, like logic would would say 
that someone that is as successful as as Mike Ashley has been in his in his business life wouldn't be just as outright stubborn enough to do this all out of spite for for our fan base. But I just can't quite put that out of my head as something that might actually be happening. Which I, I yeah, know it's nuts, I mean, but like, can, no. like, can you could you honestly say you're more sensible about these kind of things than me, Sai? Can you honestly say that you wouldn't? that you can say that that definitely isn't happening. <laughs> On paper, it seems totally reasonable. And by reasonable, I mean, like, feasible. Um, reasonable is not the right word, because it's totally unreasonable. Um, I, <laughs> you're right, you do sit there thinking, why does he hate her? Why, why is he doing this to her? Does he, like, yes, he gets called a fat cockney and st- stupid things like that, but surely he he's like... He's a fucking fat cockney who needs a tail <laughs> on the chin. But um, the, the the one anomaly in it all is Rafa, and Rafa's sat in a room with him, and Rafa's bought into whatever he's... And, yeah, all right, he's clearly been maybe sold some some false promises, but he, there's no way Rafa would be working working here. He wouldn't even have stayed last season if he thought that this bloke's just out to get, get work. But yeah, exactly. And I, and I think Dogger always says it. I don't think he's a bad bloke. I don't even think he he wants the worst. He's just stupid. And he doesn't understand football, so I think the, you made a very good point there. If yeah, if he spends twenty million pound on a striker, but he's trying to sell the club, that's just twenty million pound lost, doesn't it, to him? And he doesn't see yeah. that way. If if he doesn't sell the club, we might stay up anyway. So he just doesn't see the value in spending that twenty million. Clearly, when we're all sitting here going, well, we absolutely need to spend that money, and he yeah. just he just doesn't. The, the other logic, the other, the only other thing I think behind it is there's. There's obviously been rumours in the past that Ashley likes likes a gamble in his in his private life, and there was there was a story about how he like he walked into a London casino and put the maximum bet on every on everything that covers 17. You know, people call it the perfect bet, um, and it hit number 17. Apparently, he won like millions and millions of pounds on one spin, and then just left straight away. And maybe he's just gambling on a big to a big extent and thinking. If I don't, I don't need to spend any money. We're still going to stay in the league. We've got the TV money coming in next year, and then I can look to sell. And you yeah. can get however, however many millions out next summer against uh, against the money's put in, and it makes the price of the club probably come down slightly because there's less money owed to him, and makes it more feasible for someone else to come in and and make an offer that he would uh, that he would accept that. Yeah. I, I have to think, I have to think that this is in some way geared towards a sale I have to because any other prospect and any other explanation of, of the conduct of the club well there isn't there isn't one that makes any sense it's like they're just trying to ruin it for everybody the only thing is <laughs> from, from the outside looking in or from a fan point of view is that he's actually damaging that like surely a, a, a successful or going in the upwards direction Newcastle United with Rafa Benitez in charge even if the work was a bit of outlay on, on transfers is a much bigger prospect to any potential buyer than a club where you know he's really really pushing Rafa to the limit we're still not sure where we stand with him because he's not really spoken since um, surely that risk if Rafa goes is he is, is actually that stupid that he doesn't see what will happen if that does happen the fan base the fan base will implode the players will go nuts. Rafa goes, will not get another even half respectable manager. No one will touch that job other than some idiot who, who desperately needs to work for Mike Ashley, which is, you know, Pardew 
in hindsight, it's probably, probably, he's probably going to do the old like cough and say Pardew under, yeah, yeah, under the cops. In hindsight, uh, he was like the best we could have hoped for at the time because that's exactly yeah. how it was then. And yeah, it's just I don't understand how stupid he is. Like if, if that's what he's going for, if he's trying to sell it, why take this risk? Why not just say right? You know what? I'm I'll, I'm going to keep Rafa happy and keep the club going in the right direction because if we improve on that, if we finish in the top ten, then I'll be able to sell it for even more money. Like how? If, he, if his motivation is to sell, he's making all the wrong decisions still. I know, it's just, it's I know, so I know, bonkers. I, I, I agree, but I think there is logic behind it. If it's if it's towards a sale, it's not. I, I don't think it's right, but I think there is there is at least a plan. If that's if that's what he's intending, yeah, there is, it, it is towards an end goal. Um, I mean, I guess that's the one. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah, it's the one. For England. all of our fucking sakes, it, he has to be looking to sell because otherwise we're we're completely fucked. Yeah, it's forever. the one. It's the one thing keeping we're hanging on. Really, <laughs> the one the one thing we can hope for. I mean, it's it, it it's all it's all just bizarre because what what the the Rafa situation. Rafa was making noises as early as like June that things weren't right, that he was getting let down. So what? Why? Why piss around for three months about it? It's just, it's so, it's so frustrating. Um, I, I feel exactly yeah. as I did on Thursday, Mickey. I've been despondent ever since that day, and it's not, again, it's not because of deadline day. It's because of all the shit that comes out afterwards. Everyone says the club's in disarray. There's, there's rumours. You know, the, the worst part of it is, is that for the first time, people are reporting that Rafa's considering his future. Now, I've not really seen much that's come out of his mouth that suggests that, but for the first time, he's kind of alluded and it might just be mind games it might just be Rafa making another threat you know a bit of an ultimatum but um for the first time people are talking about him leaving and talking about genuinely he's got better options out there and I, I don't yeah, think, I don't consider it was what, Taylor in the Guardian that came out with that story first or came out with the first sort of credible not not like fucking Sunday Mirror story about it um yeah the only thing is that she was the only so one that just, to um to hear what she says at the uh, the talking on Thursday, that's going to be my question to her. It's a, it's a good link, um, yeah, yeah. If and for anyone who isn't aware, um, well, I'll say we are. Dogger is hosting a night with all the all the northeast journalists and in, in um, with Michael Martin, who used to edit True Faith before Alex did. Um, they've sorted a, a night at where's it at? Uh, Irish Tyne, Tyneside Irish. Center. You can still get tickets, I think. Well, at least you could when we're speaking. By the time this is out, I don't know. Ten or ago, all going towards the food bank. Great, great cause, obviously. Um, and yeah, we're just going to grill all of the all of the northeast journos, Martin Hardy, Mark Douglas, Louise Taylor, to name a few, about what what's going on at the club because you know they've got first line from Rafa, and we know that most of the stuff that's gone out this summer, especially the kind of the, the verbal war that's been between Rafa and, and mentally on Sky, Mike Ashley, this kind of this kind of cold war of just putting out media stories from Mike Ashley's PR and Rafa, it's just been so draining. The deadline day was just the end of that and the start of a new pile of shite, having to having to go all the way to Christmas with people saying Rafa's not happy with his squad. Every time we lose a game, it'll come up. I'm just not looking forward to the season now, and it's not it's not about deadline day. It's not about whether we could have bought a couple of shite players, the the writing was on the wall as early as June. Like I say, we've not got any yeah, of our main targets. We've, we, it's been quite obvious for some time that we're not going to have the kind of wonderful first season in the Premier League that that we kind of thought we might get with Rafa fully backed because he's not been fully backed. 
Yeah, I think when I've, when I've been talking about deadline day and same for you as well, it's more of a euphemism for the, for the summer window as a whole. Um, deadline day, it's just, it's just the emotional culmination of, of everything that's happened over the yeah. previous months. It's like it's it's so focused on 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 that last day because that's the last chance you get. Um, but yeah, to, totally, totally, wholeheartedly agree with you. It's it it's just utterly sucked the life out of what what was looking like such a promising summer and such a promising year. Um, and the 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 most disappointing thing about it is it would have just taken so little to keep the momentum going. I mean, another one quality, one actual quality player or two half-decent players brought in. And I think everyone would be reasonably happy. Rafa would be all right. Yeah. If we brought in, if we brought in just one of his main targets at the start and then had this rest of the window the same, I think everyone would be fine. I honestly do. And all that's the, the difference that's all it would have taken. Yeah. Like, come on. Just, just, just before we move on, just going back to what, why he's actually doing it. I, I still have the kind of suspicion that he's still got, he's still got some dafties in his ear. Is Graham Carr still on the phone room? You know, is he still like paying him off the books or something? And sort of Rafa's wanting to buy a player. He's giving his mates a ring who he trusts and saying, "What do you reckon? Right, you, you don't rate him. I'll go and I'll go and fuck up the deal somehow." I just I feel like something like that has to have been going on. And Rafa doesn't know the story because he keeps saying that no one's talking to us when when stuff goes wrong. No one seems to tell him what's gone wrong, and that seems to be what upsets him more than anything. If there was genuine reasons why the deals were weren't going through, for example, like it seems to have come out with this this target lad from Southampton, we wanted him for the season. They were only willing to loan him for half a season, so I can understand why Rafa would say, "Well, we don't want to play for six months. What's the point of that?" But for the majority of the transfer deals that have gone wrong, it doesn't seem like there's been any explanation, just we couldn't get the deal done, and Rafa's probably asking the question and, and not getting a satisfactory answer. So my, I'm just wondering, has he got other people still, you know, that still have his ear? And it was, you can all, that's, the, that's the worst thing about it. You just sit here speculating why and what, kind, what kind of shit must be going on for this to have happened, like, again. Um. I, I found myself wondering a lot this week who who these two fucking new blokes are that are on the scene all of a sudden there's Keith, Keith Downey and um, what's his name Barnes is John Barnes is that his name John Barnes <laughs> what's, what's his name again the 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 former England what's... midfielder who did the rap in the, in the song <laughs> you know the guy that's been like sitting in the press conferences and stuff recently I, it is Barnes I, I can't think of his first name something Barnes and yeah. it's not John Barnes no uh, <laughs> um Someone will be shouting this. And why? Why is there again more like people coming from from Ashley's side getting involved in, in the football business that aren't that, that have got no idea what football's about? Like, ha, has he honestly not learned the lesson? Yeah. The the only and logic honestly, the only logic you can hang on to is that for all these people, lawyers and and you know businessmen to be involved, there's got to be some sort of sale involved. He's got to be finding ways to sell the club or maybe in talks with someone it just that's the only thing that makes sense that we don't just give up <laughs> because if it's not yeah. that then what the fuck else is it um, <laughs> I mean that that bizarre Mike Ashley interview I mean we've, we've done it already but that, that was nothing other than a PR exercise for himself but he's got all of Sky doing it he's got Sky telling Rafa to get on with it to the point where some of the some of the lads I think Bolland in particular were, were buying into it some of my mates at work were talking like, yeah, he just needs to get on with it. And I was like, 
do you really think that? Or have you just heard Jamie Carragher say that and you're just repeating it? Like, it works. It, it really works, getting the getting the, the lads on Sky to say a few words. If someone just picks that up as a headline, that's what they go with when they go to talk about football at work, when they go to the pub and talk to their mates. If they haven't seen any of the news, and Sky's obviously one of the first things you see, it works. And Mike Ashley's doing some, some great PR, but I don't know why. Again, we just don't understand the bloke, and, and he doesn't understand us, and... It's such a terrible relationship. It's a re- really abusive. It just needs to be end. Like, if there's any way, and I, I don't, I don't see why Rafa would hang around unless he thinks there's a way out of that as well. So the I, fact that I agree. That's that's the other thing that's um, that's keeping me slightly sane about it all at the moment is I, I think he would be gone if there wasn't the prospect of something better in in the fairly immediate term as well. Yeah. Um, I think uh, although. You never know, do you? Because there's this 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 clause in his contract that says he would have to pay six million if he wanted to leave. He probably hasn't earned that yet. I wouldn't have thought. No, someone else would pay um, that though. If someone really wanted to come in for him, especially as he keeps making the gag, a, a Chinese he, a Chinese could. Yeah, club. but he needs to wait for them to come in, doesn't he? We couldn't. Uh, uh, it, so it's not quite as cut and dry. Yeah. I mean, that could happen next week if he wants. Yeah, but I, I agree. I, what, what you're saying there, um, for Rafa to, to still carry on. Having had basically two transfer windows where the club has done exactly what everyone said they would do, including the likes of Kevin Keegan and Alan Shearer, it's there's got to be something. Please, I'm 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 kind of hoping and praying there's something going on, and that there might be someone trying to buy the club, or there's some reason for for why this has happened, and that Raf is kind of thinking, okay, it's going to be a tougher season than I'd hoped, but maybe by this time next year we'll be in a different position. So. As long as Rafa's still here, he's he's got our back, and obviously we'll we'll go to we'll go to the next game. Um, I think Dog is going down to Swansea with Bolland. Is it them two going? Is he going to Swansea? Is he? I'm not sure. What an sure. idiot! Uh, so far, that, <laughs> that just there's no way I would do that away yeah. game. It's not worth it. But but I I mean we, we'll 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 keep the faith. We'll, we'll we'll I'm sure the next podcast we do won't be as 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 down as this one. As soon as we're back to... I mean, the thing is, if we win that game, if we win against Swansea, and then is it Stoke at home next, if we win even four points out of those two games, we're not sitting here talking about how terrible the transfer window's gone. We're, we're getting excited about when new players. We're getting... It's not It's not the end of the world, but... It's, it's just what... I mean, maybe we got ourselves a bit too excited after the Barnsley game, because we were just we're so buzzing. We'd won the league. We've got Rafa. We're about to enter a Premier League season and a whole summer with Rafa in charge of the transfers. There's so many reasons... To be happy, that to get to where we are now, it feels like a massive come down. But maybe, maybe we're just t- going too far. Maybe it's not as bad as we've. Maybe we're just so used to being absolutely devastated on on the first of September. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we've got some good players, as I've said. We've got. I mean, Lejeune. As soon as he comes back in, I'm really excited to see a bit more of him. I'm excited to see what Marina can do. Well, I mean, Marina's in. To the point where you don't even know if Shelby comes back on the side. Um, we'll do a proper preview later in the week, but the transfer business we have done has been decent, which is why it's so bizarre. He doesn't just trust Rafa to do a bit more, because 90% of the plays he's bought have been have been exactly what we needed. So, right, positive hats on. What 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 happens next? Talk talk us through. What do you think will happen over the coming weeks, Mickey? Because there's a lot of people. I mean, the fan base and understandably so has gone into meltdown since deadline day. The same old stuff, right? Rafa's away. There's rumours about West Ham. There's rumours about about pretty much that's it. We've not heard from Rafa really yet. 
What do you reckon? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, if I'm going to put my positive hat on, I think there's potentially something in a, a sale, um, which has put the brakes on this transfer window as a um, as a in terms of spending, or Raf has been told in detail the finances around what's been coming in, what's been going out. And has been told if you need money in January to stay in the league, you can have it. Otherwise, the summer, next summer, when we've got the TV money, you've got X million pounds, which is considerably more than than would have been the case this year. So those are the, one of those two things is what I'm what I'm really hoping for. I do think, I do think if if we are in trouble of relegation come January, we'll spend. Um, well, that's the annoying thing. I I I almost definitely buy into that, Mickey. I think. Ashley's stupid enough to think, oh, well, we've been relegated before and we've had to buy good players in January to make sure that doesn't happen, so I'd rather keep some money back. I think he's stupid enough to to think like that instead of just realising, no, we've got Rafa. If I back him now, we definitely won't get relegated. He's probably thinking, yeah. if I need to spend some money in January, I, I want to I keep some back for it. Because well, so, Is that what spends it around at all? Uh, or you, would, you would think is, is to spend as little as possible to achieve as much as possible. Yeah. Um, so if, if if it means he, he gambles on us having a squ- having a squad that's good enough now to come fifteenth, and if we're eighteenth in January, he spends twenty five million quid, and we come fifteenth, and what what does he lose by waiting? I guess I mean what what what's what's the difference between twelfth and fifteenth to Ashley? What's the difference between six months of danger and six months of relative safety to Ashley? He's not us, does he? Like he doesn't he doesn't care as long as as long as his money's safe at the end of the year, he won't care how we get there. I don't think. Yeah, and as long as is, um, yeah, that's true. As long as his um, money being safe means that someone might buy us, then I'll, I'll <laughs> we'll, we'll grin and bear that for a bit longer. But yeah, it's it's a big worry. Let's let's try and and see the see the positives. Let's let's assume that there's a buyer or that there's money to spend in January, or better yet, um, Raf has been promised that as soon as the TV money comes in for this season, he can go nuts with a hundred mil next summer, and that's enough to keep him around. Because I, 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 I'm not worried about relegation. It would take some... The squad as it is is good enough to finish, I think, as you've said, anywhere between 10th and 15th, assuming no injury gags, and we've already had two. But assuming it doesn't get silly and we don't lose key players for big chunks of the season, I think we're good enough, especially after that West Ham performance. And to be honest, after all three performances, those three performances, if we kept played at that level for the majority of the season, we'll get enough points to stay up between 40 and 50. Um... I agree. I, I feel I feel very different after the West Ham game than I did after the Huddersfield game. Obviously, yeah. we've talked about that. We've talked about that quite thoroughly so far. But and I think the, that the, after the West Ham game, we were all, we were all quite buzzing, thinking we're we're definitely going to be fine here. And then the, we've had the wind taken out of our sails with with the the end of the transfer window and this, the, the deadline day debacle or whatever whatever the national press are calling it. So we're all obviously absolutely delighted that we didn't sign anyone. It's, um, it's ridiculous, isn't it? But I, I think we should, we should like as as I said, as despondent as I was on Thursday, I think we should we should look at the bigger picture a bit and and realise we West Ham weren't great, but we were much much better than them last week, miles better than them all over the pitch, um, and 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 they're going to be they're going to be safe, they're going to be all right. <laughs> you know, I've just realised. We're all at uh, Dodzy's birthday this weekend. There's no way he's going to Swansea. I must have must have misunderstood that. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> he's, he's definitely not going to be there. We'll all be in uh, in the lakes. It's Dodsey's birthday this weekend. For just for everyone, um, if you want to send him any wishes. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't invited, invited everyone. Remember when he used to ask people to come and sit with us? <laughs> yeah. Anyone want to come come for a pint? We don't we don't care how mental you are. <laughs> um, I, I I always always buzzing after West Ham. And to be honest, I don't I don't know how we shouldn't let deadline day, as we keep calling it, or the transfer window closing kill that momentum because it, it could take us places if we can get a point at Swansea I'm, I'm, I know I'm aiming low with a point but it's a hard away game it's about five hours journey isn't it um, we'll, de- we'll never do well when we go apart from that ridiculous season where Cissé scored two goals with about Cissé's our- chip in that game yeah. was one of my favourite ever goals and if, if you go back and listen to the commentary which is available if anyone cares available in like there's a six minute video of Cissé's goals that season and it's in there um, it was such such a good goal like how he's managed to like be falling over and, and do that ludicrous chip yeah but oh, he, he was forget how mid CC was like that that half a season where he like literally everything he was kicking was just turning into a fucking worldie <laughs> he was one up front that day at Swansea though and I think he, he touched the ball twice and scored twice yeah scored yeah. twice unreal but uh, otherwise Swansea's not not been a kind away game and I'll take a point now if, if we took that into Stoke and then you win that game because we will and you're talking about seven seven points from three games and I know we've not had the the you know the worst start in terms of fixtures it's just not that bad and then you start thinking about all the teams we can beat and again if we can stay clear of any more gag injuries we've got competition in midfield you know we've got Shelby now not not guaranteed a place and he deserves to have to fight for his place after what he did. I wouldn't start him on principle to try and teach him a lesson. Well, well, um, well, well, I also think Marino, Marino and Hayden would be harsh to, to drop out. But, yeah, the, um, the only thing is away from home when we're not going to have much of the ball. You probably want Shelby picking out some some passes, but then yeah, we did we did massively miss him at Huddersfield. But I would not be disappointed at all to see Marino and Hayden start again because they're both excellent at West Ham. Um, yeah, so midfield sorted. We've got. Matt Ritchie looked a lot more like himself against West Ham. I hope hope to see more of that. Atsu's been our best player so far this season. If both of them are, are, are firing, we've got options up front now, which, one, Yossi looked look decent, and he's he's a different kind of player to, to Gale. But two, Gale's got some proper competition now, not not a divvy from Serbia, proper competition, who he's going to have to work hard now. He's going to have to up his game if he wants to, wants to stay and, and fight for his place, as, as some have argued, that when there was rumours of him leaving. So it's that's, that's going to be a good thing. The only place we're light is, is a goalkeeper, obviously, and, and not having a left-back. Um, and general full-back cover we're, we're, we're light on. And, yeah, we don't we haven't got the, the kind of 20-goal striker we're hoping for, but I think there's goals in that team. I also think we can defend. It's not going to be a pretty season, but you know what? We've had loads of shite seasons where it wasn't pretty, and we've got Rafa and... The, every whilst some of the performances will be will be some I say performances some of the games will be long and hard we'll 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 have we'll only have a few chances we'll be looking to scrape one nils but the difference when watching watching a Rafa team play even if they're not creating chances every minute is is the work rate all three of the games so far everyone's tried really hard and yes we've got we've gotten out at, at Huddersfield but nobody was underperforming nobody wasn't trying and and years gone by. We've all said it. All we want is a team that tries, and we're getting it. The minutes he can't really be that disappointed with whatever result we get, and for that reason, it brings me back round to I'm not that 
down about the season. I'm still looking forward to watching football matches with Rafa in charge. I like a lot of our players. Again, under McLaren, we didn't have any favourite players, did you? Like You just weren't asked about any of them, but for Rafa, you, any one of them, you're buzzing to see them play. You want to see more of them. So... We've come full circle. Yeah, we, used to, we used to actively delight, dislike half our players because they're all dicks. Exactly. I can't. I can't <laughs> think of anyone apart from Podromitovic, who's a dick now. I, 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 I guess I'm trying to say that as long as Rafa's here, as long as Rafa's here, would we shouldn't be, we shouldn't get too down. And yeah, it's I've all, finished my rant. We haven't. We haven't gone through it really, which is probably a good thing because it was just absolutely miserable. But I finished my rant to the lads. Um, on the the morning of the first of September, so just after the um, just after the transfer window closed, still let's get behind the lads and Rafa this season. I like them as a group of players. They all give the absolute best every game, and Rafa is, is only here at least in part because of us. By us, I mean the fans. Um, I think that's that's the way we need to approach it. Like the the there were a good bunch of there were a good bunch of players. That I, I still think that that squad achieves. Will achieve better than than what it what it kind of is like. This, it's better than the sum of its yeah. parts, um, and it will be. Um, come, uh, come the end of the season, I think we'll be fifteenth, and hopefully we'll spend a little bit of money in January. We'll be looking to spend a bit of money next year. Nobody will even remember that this transfer window went like this, and we might have a new fucking owner. Yeah, very optimistic. So I think the new owner thing's a big one because I don't think that Rafael sit in sit in a meeting room with with Ashley again next May. Let's say we finish 14th. I don't. You'll you'll not believe a word he says. Something's gonna have to change in that department for for Rafa to stay. I don't think Rafael leave this season. I think he's just a bigger man than that. But if nothing else has changed by May, then we'll have the the same worries that we've we've got now. But. I think you're right. All we're going to do is is is, is wait. I mean, I'm really really intrigued for, for a change to see to see Rafa's press conference ahead of ahead of the Swansea game. I mean, he often says the same thing. He doesn't really vary vary off from his get behind the lads. He talks he talks his players up. He's just a positive bloke whenever he gets in front of the cameras. But his his message to the fans is always the same. Like we just we need your support, and he said it more this season than than ever before that we're gonna. Need to get behind them, and you know what? If if, Rafa, if that's what Rafa wants from us, he'll keep getting it. I think all we can do is is rally behind him, let the club know that this bloke is is the bloke for it. And if we do that, and if we win a couple of games, I think even Rafa will forget about this transfer window and remember why he took this job. So that's that's the big job on our hands is to just keep that kind of message going that this is a club worth fighting for, and he's the bloke that will fight for it for us. Yeah, agree wholeheartedly, Si. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm close to tears, Mickey. No, not really. Um, I, 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 but I think that's probably a good place to leave it, unless you've got any more to say. Positive end. No, that'll do for me. Yeah, positive end or a, a negative pause. <laughs> um, I so just just a reminder then. So Dodzy and and every journalist in the northeast worth worth reading. From um, or at the Tyneside Irish Centre on Thursday night, I think there's still a handful of tickets available for a tenner. It all goes to the the NUFC Food Bank that's been out on match days every every day for the last year or so now. Um, great cause, and and you want to, it'll answer all the questions we've been asking tonight because I don't think we know we've speculated, but hopefully we'll get some some more in depth analysis of what the hell's gone on this this transfer window, and maybe a bit more of an insight as to what Rafa's thinking because. 
right now none of us know um and that's the most important thing what Rafa's thinking so yeah get if you haven't got a ticket already get in because i'm assuming that it will sell out eventually because there's a couple more days left um and then we'll do probably i think that's good out as a podcast as well isn't it mickey for if it does sell out i think it's actually been recorded on video as well by um that fna films thing that's been doing the um the film following the season last year oh yeah that's right so it'll be it'll be filmed and probably put up we'll we'll stick it up on youtube or something um but still buy a ticket (laughs) yes yes (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, there'll be another podcast um, ahead of the Swansea game as well, um, which we've now realised that we're definitely not attending because it's Dodsy's birthday. Um, so yeah, that's the last message. Wish wish Dodsy a happy birthday if you if you get him on Twitter, Alex Hurst, TF Alex, what is he? Aye. Uh, TF Alex one eight nine two, I think. Yeah. Right. Cheers, Mickey. Thanks for coming on. I feel <laughs> as good as I felt about twenty minutes ago. We've somehow come back round. It'll all be fine. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Sunday now. <laughs> Come on. Yes, I. The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com